Yeah, you need that. But the the blue thing, I know it's supposed to ward off the evil eye, but it gives me the creeps. I don't know why. It's always made me uncomfortable. The, the evil eye? Warder offer? Yeah, the, the blue, you know, the blue circle-y thing. It makes you uncomfortable? Yeah, I know it's supposed to keep you safe, but it wards off evil. I'm not And evil. it makes you uncomfortable? Don't you raise your eyebrows I... at me. Say <laughs> No. Peculiar? Peculiar? Maybe I'm possessed and I don't know. Maybe. And Maybe. you don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hi. It's Jessie. And Tessa. How are y'all today? I'm okay. Thanks for asking. We hope you're all having a great week, except for that one lady who tried to um, kill me this past week. What? Well, she didn't try to kill me, but she scared the shit out of me. That's oh, for sure. the one that we had to call the cops on. She was following us in her car. Yeah, and got to Walmart and like ran down Walmart and was like behind us and put on our blinkers. They wouldn't leave. Yeah. Yeah, and we had to call the police. Yeah. I, I hope that crazy. she's having the week that she deserves. That's wow. why. <laughs> Wow, just throw that, that was, out there. Yeah, so we're a little late recording this, and um, we've been sick. It's been, you gave it to everybody. You did. <sighs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it happened. It happened. It's gone through all of us. I'm still a little, as you can tell, congested. Can I Did tell? you hear that? Did you hear that? The beep? That's, beep. they're turning off the alarm to go outside. No, there's no way to turn it off. Well, I just don't want people to think that our house just randomly beeps. It does. It's mm -hmm. haunted. Well. Just kidding. Probably not, but okay. So for a long time, we lived in Virginia, up in Northern Virginia, the DC area. And Virginia has a lot of really great history, especially when it comes to, um, are you going to type through the whole podcast? I or? can, it's multitasking. I can listen and reply. I feel like you're not paying attention to me if you're going to do that. You said it's in Virginia. <laughs> Virginia? You, you said Virginia? Like, tell whoever that is that you're like in it's the his midst break. Of, a, of a podcast. And, and I'm talking to him through text while participating in the podcast. Close your eyes. Stop like looking people, at things. Because that's, that's not paying attention. I don't know that we're going to make it through this. And I already don't feel well. Okay. We lived okay. in Virginia. Lived in Virginia. And we went and visited a closed prison. I know you guys think, why why is she always doing this and going to prisons and stuff? Because we didn't like to brushy and oh, yeah, um, you've been to a lot of prisons out here. <laughs> a lot of places that are old and used to been and are now something else or is haunted. It it's not something that like I sought out. It's just kind of like happened that way. Yeah. That that we've been given access to certain things. Like that one you had the dream about? Oh, yeah, in Colorado. I think I had was the dream about... No, I, no, I thought I, it was in Virginia. This is about this, too. This is that place. That this I, is that place? Mm -hmm. This is what we're talking... Oh, yeah. this is the one she had a dream about, guys. Okay, so, she had a dream about it. So what we're talking about today is Stony Lonesome and Aquaquine uh, Workhouse, also known as Lorton Reformatory. <laughs> and both of these are located in Lorton, Virginia. Y'all, I have like serious creeps about this And I'm one. saying that right, right? Aquaquan? Aqua? Say that for me. Aqua? Aquaquan? Aquaquan? Why am I having a hard time with that? you're saying aqua. <laughs> it's aquaquan. No, not aqua. Aqua. Aquaquan. Aquaquan. Okay, no. so if you're from Lorton, you're going to be like, um, this is how you say it. So I apologize. I'm going to call it aquan. Aquaquan. Just call it 
just the call work, it the workhouse. The workhouse. Yeah. I'm just going to call it the workhouse because apparently workhouse. my southern accent isn't going to allow me to. Isn't going to allow me to. Acapalooza. It's not going to allow me to. That's not going to. Acapella. <laughs> We're not going to feel. We can't. So anyway. Uh, so when we went there, the prison was, of course, closed. Yeah. Okay. And it is now currently an artist guild and a museum. Yeah. But when we went there, there wasn't um, anything but a couple of signs that give you kind of any indication that one of the most horrific events that ever happened happened there. And there was yeah. there was no kind of indication of that. And since then, my understanding is they've redeemed that, and we'll, we'll get into that. But and um, you know, it started out um, as a crowded and occasionally corrupt prison that was part mm-hmm. of the the Washington D.C. prison system until it closed in two thousand one. Oh, I didn't know it closed in two thousand one. Yeah, and then wow. it was turned into an artist guild. So, um, you know, it it really was. Um, a big part it played a big part in the women's suffrage movement and suffrage and this is where you know we think if you've seen that movie there was a movie just about dr um paul and the women's suffragettes that the silence silent centennials and where they showed some of the things that happened in this prison i can't remember the name of that i don't remember that i know there was the movie the suffragettes but that was about british british suffrage wasn't it yeah, and this yeah. is the one here about here in DC. I don't um, remember that one. I okay. may have watched it without. Yeah, me. yeah. So um the the women's suffragettes was um this huge movement that happened, you know, in the early 1900s where women were working for women's rights. And um what happened at the Lorton prison was what they called the darkest day of prison. Yeah. And it happened on November 14th, 1917. But like the days and the nights leading up to that, um, the suffragettes were arrested and they spent from June until December inside of the Occoquan workhouse mm-hmm. and um, as prisoners. And back then they were wood buildings. Those wood buildings no longer stand. And now there are... And it all stone. It's all brick. Yeah. It's all brick buildings now. You can see when you go there, some of the old prison, like the the tower was there when we went still. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of old buildings that hadn't been knocked down yet. Now this has been, and the we stony went out there. Cemetery. Yeah, we're not there yet. We went there in, um, Foreshadowing. what year did we go there? It's been I a hot minute. I am yeah. terrible with dates. Yeah, it's so, been a hot minute. So now they I'll could. I'll say we went 1924. No, they, they, <laughs> could, they could literally not be there anymore but they were when we went the building some of the older buildings so um these women basically were called the the silent centennials and um a lot of people just call her alice paul which really bothers me because her name is dr alice paul she has the woman doctor yeah respect people yeah she She has a a master's in psychology a PhD in economics, and she had a law degree. So this wasn't some woman who was just out, you know, philandering about causing problems. This was a well-educated woman who was like, okay, well, women's rights, the, the the party is not moving fast enough, so I am going to make my own party, and we are going to demand that something happens. Mm-hmm. So she and her other people would come out there. The other big leader was Lucy Burns. Okay, so- Our she, leading ladies. Lucy and Dr. Paul and 
brought up this whole other group of women suffragettes Mm -hmm. and they were the first ones to ever pick it outside of the white house and so impressive and they silent they were called the silent centennials because they didn't say anything they just held signs and the signs would say things you know about don't you think it's time that women had the same amount of rights as men and you know peaceful protest yeah things to mr president well they got arrested several times and for obstructing traffic (laughs) (laughs) like how they couldn't get al capone on murder they had to get him on tax evasion obstructing traffic that's funny yeah so um Woodrow Wilson was the president at the time and he becomes so agitated with them because the war had broke out Uh and people were like, I don't think that it's right that, um, that they're out here protesting when there's a war going on. Uh, And so uh, Woodrow Wilson got so agitated with their daily protests for women's rights um, that he um, was trying to come in the front door. It's, it's the only, he had um, <laughs> scared me. Excuse us, we gotta check the door. Are they are they needing to come in the house? You need to come in. Okay, go. He's got oh. the mail. Oh, thank you. He's got the mail there. She's checking. He's bringing her the mail. They're outside playing. Okay. Yeah. So um. Can you get my scooter? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna close the door. I'll bring it to you. Mail delivery. Mail delivery. Well, thanks. I'm glad we could get the mail in the middle of the podcast. He like completely opened the newspaper. It's, it's, I'm going to get a scooter. Okay. So the women um, were outside protesting. Woodrow Wilson became so agitated with their daily protests that he had them arrested. What? Woodrow. Mr. Wilson. And the most notable was the six women, including the leader, um, Dr. Alice Paul. Um, and that that party that she had founded was the National Women's Party in 1916. So these women spent from June until December. Oh gosh! In in the in the prison in the prison. Sheesh. So at one point, um, a couple of them decided that they weren't going to eat anymore. That they were eating in protest because they were like, I don't even, I shouldn't even have to be here. I've not done anything wrong. There was no reason for us to be arrested. And they took a funnel. And shoved it into their nose and pushed the funnel from their nose into their stomach and then pushed raw eggs down it in order to force feed the women. Raw raw eggs through their nose. Through their nose. That's horrible. Yeah. Because they didn't want them to die and be like martyrs for women's rights. Wow. Don't die and be a martyr. We shall torture you instead. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So the wow. darkest day of prison was in November 14th, 1970. And the days leading up to that night was horrific. Okay. And the night nights leading up to that women faced gruesome conditions. They were notably fed maggots, aggressively Ew. force fed with a tube, and and or they were not fed at all. <laughs> or they wouldn't even feed them. And sometimes they made them go around naked without their clothes on. That's yeah. What so perverts. this is um like how sadistic and perverted you have to be to do that to people, you know? That's just awful. Yeah. So they were pretty upset on uh, in that November night, 40 guards who had been ordered to do so and um, begin the unlawful acts. And the person who ordered them to, to batter these women was Superintendent W. H. Whitaker. 
he set the guards on the women. Um, uh, there was 30 of the women at the time that had been arrested and jailed for the obstruction of practice of, uh, of obstruction of traffic. And they began unlawful acts against the women. They choked them, kicked them, hung them by their hands, battered what? and beat the women into unconsciousness. Later, that makes me like violently angry. Like, how yeah. dare someone do that? Well, one of the women they took and they tied her hands together, stripped her naked, and hung her at the top of the cell by her hands. What? Mm-hmm. One of the women that was in the room with Dora Stevens, they had hit her so hard and knocked her head on the ground that she went unconscious. For obstruction of traffic. Yeah. yeah. And Doris later on wrote a book called Jailed for Justice. Um, and it were, she talks about how all the women refer to it as a night of terror. Wow. Yeah. <gasps> so ultimately, one of the um, prison guards got word back to one of the women's husbands who helped them file a thing um, in order to get them out. Yeah. No real justice was ever done against the prison guards and no, huh. nothing was ever done really to the superintendent who had actually ordered the mistreatment of the women. That makes me so upset. Yeah. Talk about justice. Yeah. Oh, I am personally offended. So this intimate, this intimate, ah, this incident ultimately helped lead to the ratification of the 19th Amendment in 1920. Wow. So, um, you know, what they went through there at the prison helped them establish what, what could be done. Wow. But the suffragettes, they were not the only ones, uh, only prisoners to face horrible conditions at the prison. Mm-hmm. The workhouse was built by its own prisoners who lived in tents until it was completed. Oh, that I did know. They actually made the bricks and everything for the structure. She Himself. Yep. Um, the see, it was completed and established in 1910. Mm-hmm. Prisoners who died at the prison and had no one there to claim them were buried at a local cemetery called Stony Lonesome. <laughs> Typically, the grave of a deceased prisoner was dug by a single trusted prisoner, and uh, usually somebody who had uh, good behavior and outside privileges. Uh-huh. And so they would go wake up at dawn and go with a guard, and they would dig almost until sundown, bury the prisoner, and um, and then attend, be the only person to attend the prisoner's funeral um, alongside the warden. And sometimes there was a priest there to, to bury them. You've been good. Let's bury some people. So Stony Lonesome's is basically like a, um, a like a, a potter's uh, cemetery. Mm-hmm. So, which basically means that there's no um, real markers. There's like a right arm fence and some cypress trees there that kind of mark where it is and it has a sign. Uh-huh. But there's you can't go through and like be like this is where such and such is buried because there's no tombstones for that. Right. It's just a empty. they've they've taken some bricks that look like were part of the prison and put a few places. But there when we went there there were like piles of bricks here and there and it was obvious that things had been shipped and moved. So there's no way to tell if they weren't burying a person on top of another person. Wow. Yeah. Um, but if they had nobody to claim them, they had to put those bodies somewhere. And so that's where they would, that's where they would, they would put them. And um, now, and um, since, since this, um, they have opened up 
in the summer of 2019, the Lucy Burns Museum as part of the Artist Guild there oh, wow. at the at at the Octagon Workhouse area, and mm-hmm. um, in order to um, honor the suffragettes and what they went through, um, it's estimated that uh, that anywhere from 50 to 100 people are buried in Stony Lonesome. Wow! And so, if you wanted to go to Stony Lonesome, like the workhouse is on the left, but right up the road like it's like half a mile maybe even at that mm-hmm. on the opposite side of the road is where stony lonesome is it's it's i mean it's right off the field if you didn't know to look for it you probably would miss it yeah there's like no big sign there's like a dirt road mm-hmm. and then it's kind of there on the hill and a couple paces over from that is a sign talking about their suffragettes and that's next to stony lonesome and Due to the destruction of the prison information during Hurricane Agnes, the actual identities and the number of people buried in Stony Lonesome is completely unknown. Wow. So when Hurricane Agnes came through, the people that they knew was buried there, we don't we now know don't know who actually is there. That's like a hurricane. It's Virginia. Yeah, it's Tessa, it's on the coast. Virginia Beach. <laughs> yeah, when we lived there, when it, which hurricane was it? One of them came through and uh, like we lost electricity Irene. for like a week. And yeah, I think maybe it was Irene. Ivan, something like something that. Something like that. Correct us if we're wrong. I don't remember. And today, occupants and visitors to the Octagon Workhouse and surrounding areas claim to see tents on the lawn that vanish. Oh, the workers' tents. Yeah. Objects move. Lights figure, flicker, and they hear moans. It's believed that the workhouse is also haunted specifically by the spirit of one U.S. soldier that served time and eventually died in the prison after being convicted of strangling a woman to death. Oh, so a lot of the women there claim to see a soldier and Uh feel like somebody touching their neck, Uh which is kind of creepy because he was they were he strangled women. That's creepy. Yeah. And yeah. Evil in life, creepy in the afterlife. So Hauntings or No, Stony Lonesome Cemetery and the Octoquan Workhouse are home to a dark history and the memories of which are very much alive. And so I'll link in the show notes and um, the history, the link to where you can come and look at the photos of, um, of the workhouse that we took and of the prison. So that way you can see um, and Stony Lonesome photos are on there as well. So you can see it all. And... Um, what is he doing? Is he going to the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so Stony Lonesome is located about 300 yards west of Oxmoor Road and 500 yards north of the medium security facility at now Lorton Prison. So, um, so you can go there, you can see these things, enjoy the Artist Guild. They have events and stuff. They have a website, I think, where you can see what's happening about. Well, they got some cool stuff going on there. They got some really cool stuff. A lot of events. So, we wanted to do this one and because it covered the women's suffragettes, it covered Dr. Alice Paul. Doctor. And what she has done for the women's rights um, movement because this is, you know, March and it is National uh, Women's History Month. So, we wanted to make sure that we talked about this and we talked about the horrific treatment that they endured for us to have the right to vote. So ladies, get out and vote. Exercise your rights to vote every chance that you get. Yes. Whether you um, really understand politics or not, you really should honor these women just by by doing that, by yeah. taking the time to vote. Just show up and vote. So I'm just going to leave it with them. Um, help them miss. They are in stony lonesome. Oh, stop it. <laughs> now you know what we know. Oh, now you know what we know. We'll see you next time. Bye.